Hello streamers, it's another episode of Streamer Season, a different type of episode than we have normally put out on the podcast feed, but it's your boy KB coming at you from Underground Studios. This is going to be our first installment of like our news and leaks and speculation and all that kind of stuff episode of Streamer Season. We're going to dive into a bunch of the trailers we've seen from new movies and shows coming out across various platforms, new cast announcements for big-time movies and shows, and uh, some other things in between, some things we've been watching, some things we're getting ready to watch. And, of course, you guys know Marvel Mondays is going to get switched up a bit because, of course, in true traditional Loki fashion, Loki is coming out on Wednesdays. So our Loki breakdowns will probably be moving to Thursdays, and we'll record those bad boys Wednesday nights, so you have it in your feeds on Thursday mornings, uh, but we'll also talk about that, uh, as well as a bunch of other things, but joining me, to my left, no Falcon Winter Soldier pun intended, the one and only Harrison Kremens. Sir, we're back, back at it after, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, we haven't recorded a streamer season episode since Falcon Winter Soldier ended, but we are back and we have a lot to get into in the world of TV and movie streaming. Uh, we got the the MTV TV and Movie Awards, which we'll get into. We've got new members of the Knives Out 2 Netflix movie extravaganza cast that have been announced, which might be bigger than the first Knives Out movie uh, from just the announcements we've seen so far. We've got new uh, trailers for a bunch of different movies and shows that have come out. And a lot to get into, but before we do, this podcast would not be possible without our awesome sponsors. First off, our friends at Tomahawk Shades. You guys know, whenever we're streaming any type of TV show or movie, watching anything that we want to watch, we're wearing our Blue Light Plus glasses. Tomahawk Shades is the best in the game in the blue light technology. They've got the blue light sunglasses, the sunglasses, they've got watches, the small batch collective, you name it, they got it. So head over to TomahawkShades.com right now to get your blue light glasses and when you go to checkout, use our code USP. You're going to get 25% off at checkout at TomahawkShades.com. That's TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP for 25% off anything on their website. Shout out to the homies at Tomahawk Shades for providing a quality product for an affordable price and giving us one hell of a discount code for our listeners. And Harrison, you know, Netflix and chill would not be complete unless you get rid of your bush. And that's where our friends at Manscaped have come into play. And they're doing it big time now. They got the lawnmower 4.0 that looks like it came straight from the moon. It looks like it's straight out of a TV show. This thing is legit. So go to manscaped.com. Check out this new lawnmower 4.0. It is wireless charging. It's got adjustable blades. It is the the best below-the-waist grooming tool in the game. The Lawnmower 4.0, the new perfect package that they've got out there, the performance package, the anti-chafing boxers, which are absolutely comfortable to just lounge and watch a movie in. Manscaped.com, when you go to check out, use our code USP to get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. That's Manscaped.com, promo code USP for 20% off and free shipping. Your balls will thank you. I don't even know where to start, Harrison. We've had so much come out. I figure we should start with the movie awards because it's some things that we've covered. We'll, we'll yeah. dissect some of that. So the MTV Movie Awards happened uh, recently, and 
a lot of shows and movies that we've watched on pod, off pod, have won awards. Uh, A a few controversial ones that I'm just like, how did that win? Um, But obviously, best show goes to a show we broke down and fell in love with from the jump. WandaVision wins best show. Yep. If if not for Invincible, I'd say my top show possibly ever. WandaVision, right. you gave it, I think, a 9.5. I gave it a 9.6 overall as a series. And, and just looking back on it, my fondness for the show just keeps rising. Like Which we've gotten more news about the show and some of the things that have, that got cut from it. I don't know if you saw this. Doctor Strange was supposed to appear in WandaVision. Yep, but they said it would take away from Wanda being uh, it, it being a Wanda series. Yeah, and where Doctor Strange was going to come into play, and it makes the series that much more... Like, I think if Doctor Strange would have shown up just in a post credit scene to explain this little tidbit, the show would be a flawless 10 out of 10. Doctor yep. Strange was going to be responsible for the commercials in WandaVision. And that was like him sending messages to Wanda to like help her figure things out and get her back on track. But in the season, in the series finale, when Agatha's up on that billboard and says, your powers are more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. That shows you why, because Wanda was able to manipulate the messages from Doctor Strange and turn them into commercials to fit into the hex. Yep, which insane. Imagine if we had got that. Like People my would have lost their minds. Would have blown up. Insane. You would you would be scraping my brains off of my walls. Still like, to this day. Yeah, to this day. Uh, to this day. Wandavision beats out the boys, Bridgerton, Cobra Kai, and Emily in Paris for best show. Yeah, I think the only one that I mean. I think the only one, in my opinion, that could have given WandaVision a run for its money would have been the boys. Agreed. But WandaVision, hands down. Hands down. Easy and always. It might be the best show of the year, of 2021, not just at the MTV Movie and TV Awards. Um, Best movie was pretty interesting. We watched and discussed two of these movies. Judas and the Black Messiah, myself and friend of the network, Cam Justice, did a whole breakdown on that movie, one of the best movies I've ever watched, uh, yeah. and Soul, which you, me, and Dylan... Another one of the best ones I've ever one watched. One of the best, uh, but they both and, lost out, as well as uh, Borat's subsequent movie film, and Promising Young Woman all lost out to to all the boys, always and forever. Honestly, I think that's the weakest choice of all five. Yeah. I... I I know. I think it should have gone to Judas and the Black Messiah because that or Soul. Holy like hell, what a movie! Both movies what a are movie. incredible. Shout, and I know shout t- out Daniel Kaluuya for bringing Legend. Fred Hampton to life and reintroducing him to a whole new generation of people. Yeah, and I think I know like the whole to all the boys, you know, little universe has their fans, but like, come on, no way in hell that should have won best movie. And not only that, Judas and the Black Messiah is an extremely important movie, too. Not just a good movie. And even Soul has a way more important message and just overall, like, theme to the film than to all the boys always and forever. And I mean, even Borat had, like, actual impacts on real life. Exactly. Like, pretty interesting choice there. And Promising Young Woman looked like it... 
I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet either. It looks interesting and good as hell. Yeah. Um, But we did rebound when it came to best performance in a movie. Uh, The late great legend Chadwick Boseman wins for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. He was up against Sacha Baron Cohen uh, for the trial of the Chicago 7. Daniel Kaluuya and Judas. Daniel Kaluuya was up for the award for Judas and the Black Messiah. Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. And then Zendaya for Malcolm and Marie. I mean, that's one hell of a, a nominee it's one list. Hell of a category, but this is, this is an award that Chadwick should have gotten at the Oscars. Totally, so. uh, it, it kind of evened out in the end. Yeah, and then best performance in a show goes to our gal right. Elizabeth Olsen for Olsen. WandaVision. Uh, she beats out Michaela Cole for I May Destroy You, Emma Corrin for The Crown, Elliot Page for The Umbrella Academy, and Anya Taylor Joy for The Queen's Gambit. Yeah, again, it was just no one was stopping Elizabeth Olsen or any of the MCU shows this year. Yeah, Uh, she blew that performance out of the water and made people truly fall in love with the Scarlet Witch. Yep. Yeah, a character who's usually looked down upon in the... Just a side character. Yeah, even though she's had some of the most important comic arcs in the MCU... I mean, the whole No More Mutants House of M is game-changing, yeah. but she still looked, looked as- like pushed aside usually. She delivered in so many ways, and it's a well-deserved award. Uh, best comedic performance, pretty loaded category as well. Jason Sudeikis was nominated for Ted Lasso. Issa Rae was show. for Insecure. Annie Murphy for Shit's Creek, Eric Andre for Bad Trip, and then the winner, Leslie Jones for Coming to America, the the sequel. I was able to I watched it on Amazon. I definitely recommend watching it. It is I I talked about this I think on an episode previously. I'm totally skeptical about like long gaps between original movie and remake of a movie. They did Coming to America very well, and I was thoroughly impressed. I laughed throughout the entire movie. I thought it was very funny. Um, they did a job well done, and Leslie Jones was hilarious, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this was a category which any of these guys could have won. They're, they're all hilarious in all their roles, and Leslie Jones just did the best of the job, I guess. Great job to her. I love that we have a best hero and best villain category. Uh, yep. Best hero, loaded category. Jack Quaid from The Boys. Tiana Paris gets nominated for WandaVision. Pedro Pascal, obviously, for The Mandalorian. And Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman 1984. But, well-deserved, Anthony Mackie takes it home for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The only one of the, the five there that I kind of disagree with is... Gal Gadot getting a nomination because I just I hated Wonder Woman ninety. Yeah, it was it was, it was so rushed and just not very good. Not they good. they did they did our guy Pedro Pascal dirty in that movie. They did, but I mean he, he got it right back with the Mandalorian. Yeah, Taylor Paris, she definitely could have won it. She her, burst onto the scene. The she was really really good in that. Yeah, but. I don't think there was any stopping Anthony Mackie. He did a even phenomenal in, job. Even in a rewritten stuff. script, he was fantastic. Yeah, exactly. He, he just put his whole heart into that role, and you can tell. Absolutely deserved. And then, of course, best villain. 
another loaded category. Ewan McGregor for Birds of Prey, Nicholas Holt for The Great, Giancarlo Esposito for The Mandalorian, Aya Cash for The Boys. But we all know it was Agatha all along. Catherine Hahn wins it for WandaVision. There's no doubt about it. She delivered one of the best villain performances in the last decade. Yeah. I mean, it, it was going to come down to her or Aya Cash because Stormfront was an absolutely terrifying villain. Where where I, Catherine Hahn played a fun villain, mm-hmm. like one you could actually you know get along with. Aya Cash was downright terrifying. In yeah, and I think Giancarlo Esposito nominated, rightfully so. Yep. His villain arc just isn't over yet, and I don't think he was like the true blue villain of The Mandalorian. It was kind of like a, a side villain almost, um, yep. where like he was pulling the strings, but we haven't seen like the full manifestation of Giancarlo Esposito yet. Yep. Which I'm excited Ewan for. McGregor, Ewan McGregor did a really had a really fun time as Black Mask in Birds of Prey. I thought he really brought the role to life in a different way than I've ever really seen Black Mask portrayed. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed his performance a lot. I thought it was really good. Yeah, so WandaVision just taking home all the trophies. And then the next category that we'll get into uh, is Best Fight. It was a loaded category again. We had Final Fight versus Steppenwolf from the Snyder Cut of the Justice League. Final House Fight from Cobra Kai. Starlight, Queen Maeve, Kimiko versus Stormfront and the Boys. Uh, And then Final Fun House Fight in Birds of Prey. But Wanda versus Agatha in WandaVision takes the cake. I actually think the Boys one should have won here because... It was that was was the most satisfying one to watch. Mm-hmm. Just watching the three of them beat the living shit out of a Nazi, like perfect. And I get why Wanda versus Agatha won because not only was it a fight, and maybe this should not count towards it, but it was a it was a character reveal. Exactly, and it was a great character fight. Considering that the whole episode was just kind of magic and action piled together it they got those little character moments right but i really do think it should be that or the final fight versus steppenwolf from the Zack snyder cut Mm -hmm. because i we haven't gotten a chance to discuss it but i actually really enjoyed the snyder cut a lot of people have sat down and watched that full four-hour movie and actually enjoyed it yeah so wanda versus agatha takes it home for wandavision again and then we get the best duo category, Emily Cooper and Mindy Chen and Emily in Paris, Din Djarin and Grogu and The Mandalorian, which is, I, you could say that's an upset because those two are a dynamic duo. Uh, Borat and Tutar in Borat's subsequent movie film, Barb and Star in Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, but Anthony Mackie <sighs> and Sebastian Stan as the Falcon and Winter Soldier take it home for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I mean, come on now. It is literally named the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier won. You're, they were always going to win Best Duo. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I think maybe last year, Din Djarin and Grogu could have won Best Duo, mm-hmm. but this year it was all Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. And then Best Musical Moment, kind of an upset here. Uh, 
Edge of Great from Julian the Phantoms takes it home. We also have Brown Skin Girl from Black is King. Wildest Dreams from Bridgerton. I Want to Rock in Cobra Kai. Stand By Me from Love and Monsters. Lost in the Wild from The Kissing Booth 2. Beginning, Middle, End uh, from To All the Boys Always and Forever. And like Song of the Century, Agatha All Along does not win Best Musical Moment, which if you paid attention to the internet... (laughs) That was best musical moment for a while and still is. I, I wouldn't be shocked if like that won a, uh, an Emmy. Yeah. Like, that's how good it was. It was it it's one of the catchiest like songs from the show. It's still stuck in my head. And anytime you just say Agatha, it's just like the Jay Z gif where he's like bumping with the glasses. Yeah, like, Alright. <laughs> it is it's a banger, uh, but those are most of the things that we cover on this show. Yeah. Uh, don't really need to get into best or most frightened performance because it's nothing we really have watched yet. Although I don't think we really need to cover best kiss. Yeah. Either. Although uh, I will be checking out Lovecraft Country because I've heard phenomenal things about that. Oh, um, so am I. I think that's so. That is something really good on the docket, but. Let's get into some of the news and reveals that we've seen recently, starting with a show you have yet to watch, but it is on your docket. It is. I've been meaning to get on it. Stranger Things on May 6th revealed their second of what people are assuming is fourth trailer for season four. Theater can simply be defined as someone performing something for someone else. Theater also refers to the space designated for said performance. The term theater can also describe the process in which live performances are created. Acting, directing, producing, designing, all fall under this umbrella of theater. But to a kid in high school, theater can mean so much more. Join us as we draw back the curtain and reveal what I like to call the magic behind the magic. This is Curtain Talk. This trailer is trippy, it's eerie, and I am just, I can't tell you guys enough how excited I am for Stranger Like, it always seems like every episode, one, we bring up Stranger Things, and two, we bring up Michael Fassbender, so there's our Michael Fassbender bringing up, but there is news about him that I'll get into as well. But the Stranger Things Season 4 trailer, number two, we got the first one in February of 2020, this one comes out, you know a couple weeks ago and I don't know what to think this show has endless possibilities and the reason people think it is the second of four trailers is because in the YouTube video description and their Twitter bio it says 002 slash 004 so I think we're going to get a fourth trailer uh, to announce everything I'm hoping we get this show soon I I am reaching that point Harrison where like this summer we might do a whole Stranger Things like breakdown 
and just rewatch with everybody, rewatch seasons one through three. It is in my top five, probably top three shows of all time. And this trailer just dropped randomly on our heads. And I cannot wait because I just need answers. There's so many doors left open. And for everybody that knows Stranger Things, that is not a pun intended, but it works. Um, I can't wait for Stranger Things season four. That's going to be gas. Um, once I start watching, I'm going to probably feel the same way. So we, we got that announced. The Bad Batch is underway, uh, which we haven't started yet. Um, yeah, we're waiting We're waiting on that. We'll, we'll get on that. We will get on so, it. it. It's an easier uh, thing to catch up on, I feel like, than most shows. Um, yeah. Although there are um, a lot of details in this show that are tying to other shows that we watch. Um, yep. but I am trying to finish Clone Wars before I dive into the Bad Batch, so I know everything that's going on. I am almost done. I started Season 6 last night. I have Season 6 and Season 7, which are the two shortest seasons of the entire series. Once that's done, I'm diving full into the Bad Batch right after, and then we'll be talking about the Bad Batch on these, you know, midweek episodes. Um, but allegedly, from what I've seen, there are tie-ins to The Mandalorian in the Bad Batch. Ooh. Interesting. Which is very exciting for us because you guys know we do our Mando Monday breakdowns. Um, yep. So very excited for that. Uh, we got our first trailer for Shang-Chi. Which will be in theaters. So we won't be breaking it down right away, but it's probably going to tie into a shit ton of things on the streaming platforms. Yep. Um Invincible. That'll be soon. We'll, we'll have an episode about that. Very yeah, soon. Harrison has been raving about Invincible. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it because of the big topic we're going to talk about on this show. Uh, I was part of Buna Regional High School's production of In the Heights, which we got another trailer for. And we're going to dive heavy into In the Heights this episode, as well as some other movies and uh, shows, trailers that have popped up. But you said Invincible might be your favorite show of all time. Yeah, it honestly might be. Like, which I, is I've never had like apart from Wandavision, I don't think I've had such a visceral reaction to any show. And it's probably the most violent piece of media I have ever seen. Which is pretty wild for one, a cartoon like an animated series, and two. Like, it kind of just came out of thin air. Like, not a lot of people know the Invincible story, unless you're a big comic book DC comic fan. Um, image. Image comics. Image. That's my mistake. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. But... I, I literally, after watching the first episode, picked up the comics and got hooked. It's so good. The animated comic stuff, nine times out of ten, delivers. Nine times out of ten, absolutely. I mean, what on HBO Max, we've got uh, the Harley Quinn series, which is really damn funny. The throwback Justice League stuff, Batman Beyond. Oh, all those classic Static stuff. Shock. Yeah, just classic shows like that. Batman the Animated Series. Mm -hmm. um, usually just really hit. Yeah, so... We'll definitely be diving into Invincible once I'm, once I'm able to sit down and watch. We'll do a whole series breakdown on that. But Harrison, let's get into In the Heights because I'm on this high right now from working on the yeah. musical. 
Um, they've been doing advanced screenings in movie theaters. It's obviously doing a, a dual release, movie theaters and HBO Max on June 11th, but they've been doing some advanced screenings. They did a Mother's Day one. I know some people that were able to watch the movie. First off, if you're a theater person and you know this show, don't go into the movie. This is what I've been told. Don't go into the movie expecting it to be the same as the Broadway show. It is different. There's a lot of similar elements, but it is theatrics. It's movie. It's going to be different. It's not going to be like Hamilton was that came out on Disney Plus where they're just recording the Broadway, you know, showing of it. It's it's an actual movie and I'm excited for it. There's a lot of changes from uh the Broadway show to the movie, but we've gotten trailers and the MTV Movie Awards they they released a like minute long trailer of Carnaval, which is like one of the big scenes in the show. Uh it's about culture, it's about, you know, family, it's about unity i this movie i i said it on the main pod when i was talking about working on the the musical in the heights truly has the potential to be the movie of the summer yeah i i don't doubt it the, the way you've been hyping it up i guess i'm it sounds like it's gonna be so good like the cast is unbelievable you got you got a bunch of people that people will recognize from Hamilton, from Broadway, and just they cast it so perfectly from everything we've been able to see from the trailers. And the the soundtrack has started to kind of flood out. They put a couple of the songs out on Apple Music and Spotify so you can listen to them. And there's a Star Wars reference in one of them for a rewrite of one of the lyrics in the original song. So it's kind of like a rap breakdown. And the original lyric is, I've got more hoes than a phone book in Tokyo. And obviously that was going to get changed with today's, you know, awareness and all that kind of stuff. So they changed it to, I've got more flows than Obi-Wan Kenobio. Nice. (laughs) So Obi-Wan gets a shout out and Tiger Woods gets a shout out. They changed the lyric from uh, Donald Trump and I on the links and he's my caddy to Tiger Woods and I on the links and he's my caddy. Um, but the music, the music is flawless. Like it's, I, I talked about this on our Buna podcast, curtain talk. We did a whole breakdown of the original Broadway soundtrack. There are songs that are going to come out on this movie soundtrack that you can put on any playlist at a party, at a, a get together and put them on. People don't even have to know them, but they'll be like, yo, this is a banger. And that's what excites me. Like the music is going to help tell the story. Uh, the cast is amazing. We tweeted out the the movie awards uh, trailer that they, that they put out for Carnival. It is going to be a banger of a movie. And HBO Max just continues to deliver with the movies that they are putting out on like the dual release. And one, I'm excited they bumped up the release of this movie because it was originally supposed to come out June 18th on HBO Max and in theaters, but now it's June 11th. And it, I'm on this high of being part of the production of, of the Broadway, you know, musical version of this show. This movie is going to do numbers and people are going to be in love with this show for a very long time. Sounds like, sounds like it's going to be gas. I mean, I, I, I can't really say too much about it. I don't know too much, but yeah, it's going to be it's awesome. Gonna be- let, let really it be known. Movie. It is going to be the movie of the summer. I would be shocked if it doesn't win multiple awards. 
plus John M. Chu, who is part of Crazy Rich Asians, is alongside Lin-Manuel Miranda in the making of the movie. Uh, he's also diving headfirst into Broadway shows because he is also going to be directing the uh, movie version of Wicked. Wow. So John M. Chu is doing the damn thing. And uh, I can't wait for, for In the Heights. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, plus, with all of our social media blasting of our, our production of it at, at the high school, we got interactions with members of the cast from Daphne Rubin Vega to Leslie Grace to our, our cast getting a handwritten letter from Lin-Manuel Miranda himself. So might have to try and get some of these people on the podcast because that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, gotta give that a try. Need, need this movie. Like I need oxygen. That's, that's where I'm at right now. It is May 21st when we're recording this. So we still got a little bit before it comes out. Um, let me see the full weekly breakdown. We have three weeks before in the Heights comes out and best believe we'll be doing a whole podcast about it my boss from buna will be on that show to break it down she performed in the show in a, a musical version of it she directed our high school show obviously so it's a show near and dear to her heart and she'll be on this podcast helping me break that down as well so be excited for our in the heights breakdown another movie that it looks like we're going to be watching and doing a breakdown on our movie guy christian sent this to me yesterday on the twitter machine no Sudden Move coming to HBO Max July 1st. This looks like it's going to be an interesting one. Great cast with a great premise. This movie looks ridiculous. So the about, when you Google it, No Sudden Move is an upcoming American crime thriller film directed by Steven Soderbergh, produced by Casey Silver, and written by Ed Solomon. Listen to this cast, guys. This cast is stupid. It is starring Don Cheadle, a.k.a. Rhodey, from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Benicio Del Toro, David Harbour, a.k.a. Hopper from Stranger Things, a.k.a. Red Guardian from the Black Widow movie, which we'll be doing a breakdown of that when it comes out on Disney Plus as well. David Harbour's in this movie. Ray Liotta. He's not doing a Chantix commercial now. He's in a movie. <laughs> John Hamm. Well, yeah. This one got me by surprise because we have not seen this guy do anything of note since The Mummy. Brendan Fraser's in this movie. Welcome back. Kieran Culkin, Amy Semitz, and Julia Fox. I'm on their Wikipedia page too right now. Uh, Matt Damon has an undisclosed role as well. Ridiculous cast. Like... Matt Damon... This movie looks like it is going to be an absolute banger. It's having a release date at the Tribeca Film Festival on June 18th, and then it's being released on HBO Max July 1st. This just looks ridiculous. Like, how do you get this cast of characters together for one movie? It's a huge ensemble cast. It's ridiculous. Here's the premise. Set in 1955 in Detroit, No Sudden Move centers on a group of small-time criminals who are hired to steal what they think is a simple document. When their plan goes horribly wrong, their search for who hired them and for what ultimate purpose 
weaves them through all echelons of the race-torn, rapidly changing city. We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. A heist movie with John Cheadle, Benicio Del Toro, David Harbour, John Hamm, Ray Liotta, Kieran Culkin, Brandon Fraser, Noah Jupe is also in this film. This movie yeah, is Noah Jupe, you guys know from A Quiet Place, Ford versus Ferrari. Like, this film is going to be stupid. I am very excited for this. We tweeted out the, the little first teaser uh, on our Twitter page at Streamer Season, so definitely check that out. Like coming directly to HBO Max too. Like sign me up, June thirtieth or July first at three a.m. I might just be tuned in because this looks unbelievable. Yeah, it's going to be so good. It's like I mean, heist we Suicide Squad. So much stuff to look forward to. It's insane. It's like heist movie Suicide Squad. They're just going out in 1955 Detroit to just wreak havoc. I, I can't wait. And speaking of other heists, more movies that have come out. Zack Snyder just doesn't sleep. He has a movie that came out. I'm blanking on the name of it, um, but I'm going to pull it up here. It came out on Netflix. Uh, Army of the Dead, now on Netflix. I, I've heard uh, that it, it falls into the same Zack Snyder unfortunate problems which is like you know way too self-important way too self-indulging but at the same time i i'm still gonna watch it because zombie tigers zombie elvises and dave batista dave batista man yeah you tell me that drax is gonna be fighting zombies (laughs) you know i'm there you know i'm there uh this movie looks crazy like the trailer that came out for this movie looks awesome uh you know they're in vegas trying to get 200 million dollars and there's a bunch of zombies there's zombie tigers it, it looks insane and it like it looks like a brainchild of Zack snyder yeah so uh, it, like a mix between 300 and zombies and the, the violence of 300 the self-importance of the justice league and zombies what more could you ask for Nothing. That's perfect. I'm super pumped about this. Right now on Rotten Tomatoes, it's a 72% and a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. I mean, for a Netflix direct thing where people might be 50-50 on Zack Snyder right now just because it's like, oh, four-hour Justice League and now this. Like, it's a two-and-a-half-hour horror action movie on Netflix. Like, it's rated R. Dave Bautista, like... Come on, let's let's ride. I'm excited for this. I'm definitely going to be checking this out. Absolutely, it's going to be. I mean, it's just going. You got to take it at face value for what it is. You're not looking to see a life changing film. You want to see right. Dave Batista 
make one-liners while he shoots zombies. Come exactly. On. Like, why wouldn't you want to watch it? Uh, I'm very excited for that. I, I think that's going to be a lot better than what the critical analysis of it is. Um, yeah. But after that, Harrison, I'm sure you're going to need a one or two glasses of stateside urban craft vodka in hand because that movie's going to take you on a wild ride. Stateside yeah. Vodka, proud sponsor of streamer season. It's our go-to drink whenever we're watching uh, TV or movies at home on your favorite streaming platform. They're headquartered in old Kensington, Philadelphia, seven times distilled, certified gluten-free, blended with electrolytes in the same spectrum of electrolytes found in that sports drink that starts with a G. It's won awards for best package in the world, first actively hydrating vodka on the market, and you can get your hands on it today when you go to statesidevodka.com. Put those one liter bottles of vodka in your cart, and when you go to check out, use our code USP to get 10% off those one liter bottles at statesidevodka.com. Must be 21 or older to purchase, and of course, guys, please drink responsibly. And I'm sure once you get a few glasses of stateside in you, you're going to be laughing your ass off uh, because it's laughter we're after, Harrison. The show that I have been talking about at nauseum since 2019 has finally released a, a mini preview and a poster. Monsters at Work is coming to Disney Plus July 2nd. Finally. I'm so ready for this. I be, can't wait. It's going to be absolutely hilarious. The The mini trailer that came out was absolutely everything I expected. It is very much like Monsters, Inc. meets The Office. It is going to be full of comedy full of you know breaking the fourth wall side interview type things the office but make it monsters inc sully and mike are in charge it, the original monsters inc voice actors are back billy crystal john goodman mindy kaling like the the voice actors are back what more could you ask for this is essentially this show is the direct sequel to the original movie so the way you would watch things would be monsters university monsters, monsters inc and then monsters at work yes i and the office but make it with monsters exactly roz is back like this show i mean could you do this show without roz not at all not could. at all this show is going to be hilarious i cannot wait like I have been telling people that this show was coming since like 2019, maybe even like since Disney plus announced that it was a thing. I heard rumblings of this show and the fact that like it's officially in front of our faces and it's like, here's the release date. It's official. Here's the poster. Here's the artwork. Like I am monsters. Inc. is one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. And now that we're getting a show, which I'm pretty sure is going to be 10 episodes, I cannot wait for this show to drop. July 2nd, it, we are doing breakdowns and talking about this show at nauseum because it's going to be hilarious. Yes. I, I mean, I hope it gets extended for more than one season, too. I feel like it will. I feel like it's going to be... Something where, like, we'll get a premise type of season here. Like, the, the premise of the show, six months after the events of Monsters, Inc., the, uh, the city of Monstropolis is making the transition to be fueled by the sound of laughter. Tyler Tuskman, a recent scare major graduate from Monsters University, working as a mechanic in the facilities team, 
Dreams of working alongside his idols, Mike Wazowski and James P. Sully Sullivan. It's gonna. Be, I, I hope they continue the gag of covering up Mike's face everywhere too. Yeah, I saw somebody tweeted <laughs> that. Uh, Here's the poster for Monsters at Work. I'm just disappointed that Mike is fully visible. And then somebody was like, fixed it and put the Monsters Inc. logo over his face. Good. Good. <laughs> like, this is one of those movies that, like, when it first came out back in 2001, like the original Monsters Inc., that it just it screamed sequel. Like, it screamed that we were going to get, like, more to build upon in this universe and then obviously later on we got Monsters University but that was more of the prequel and kind of the backstory of like how they got to where they were but we never really got answers following the events of Monsters Inc and that's what this is going to build upon this is what you know we're going to see what happened post everything happening with Water Nose and, and everything shutting down and transitioning now to just laughs instead of scares this is something that I, like our generation gap of of growing up has been clamoring for since Monsters, Inc. first came out. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. So I can't wait for this. Uh, let me see if they've confirmed how many episodes. This is. I'm pretty sure it's 10 episodes, uh, but I could be wrong. We're going to see here. Monsters at work. Yeah, 10 episodes um, for the first season. We don't have a announcement on runtime i'm gonna assume it's gonna be like 30 to 40 minutes maybe for the episodes and then uh the status is pending for multiple seasons for it to be renewed so 10 episodes though of this i think is gonna tell a lot of the story which is exciting monsters at work though like best believe we'll be covering this show at nauseum so be ready for all the monstropolis that you can take because it's going to be one hell of a ride. It is. It's going to be absolutely hilarious, too. It's going to be so funny. Like, I can't wait for this to come out and just, like, laugh my ass off every single night. Um, we got we got <laughs> the other big movie <laughs> that we got to talk about. Knives Out 2. Netflix yes. exclusive. Yes. Daniel Craig obviously confirmed to be coming back as the only character from the original movie, which makes a ton of sense if you watch the first Knives Out. Uh, there's no need for the other characters. That story was solved. Season 2, according to Culture Crave, Daniel Craig obviously back. But we are the Benoit Blanc universe. We are going to have Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista, who just is continuing to pop up anywhere and everywhere that he can. Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Ed Norton, and Leslie Odom Jr. Yep. It's insane cast. This, they're, they're just upping the they're upping the game constantly. This cast easily blows the first knives out movie cast out of the water. Short Chris, Chris Evans was in that cast. But like, you've got Dave Batista. You you've got three existing or former MCU characters in this movie, along with somebody who was on Broadway in Hamilton, Janelle Monet, who is a rock star, 
Yeah. And Kate Hudson, who is just by name alone, you're like you're there. Yeah, it's ridiculously good. I, I everybody wants to be part of the Knives Out universe now too. So I think it is I, hilarious. I can that it's only going to get even more insane. And we, and we know that Knives Out has signed on with Netflix for Knives Out two and three for in excess of four hundred million dollars, which is insane Bloody. to even think about. But is it, f- like, do we just assume that Catherine Hahn is the villain in this because it was Agatha all along? <laughs> I mean, I think it kind of has to be now. I think she has to be the, the, the twist villain at the end. And even if she's not, I, that's my head can't You technically have two villains in this because, for all intents and purposes, Leslie Odom Jr. was the villain in Hamilton. Oh. Yeah. Which... I'm sending this out to the universe right now. I talked about this when we did our Hamilton breakdown last summer. Leslie Odom Jr. is dream guest to have on this podcast because I would love to just sit down and just pick his brain and listen to him speak. He is one of the most fascinating humans in my mind. He's from Philly, so there's the connection. I would love to have Leslie Odom Jr. on this podcast. Making it happen. Like... I I also find it very interesting that like Knives Out is creating its own like clue universe almost. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we we've been so saturated with like cinematic universes recently that this kind of one is a breath of fresh air. I think it's very different too because it is like that murder mystery type thing where like the the true crime podcast scene has always been big and now it's kind of translating into like movie world and it's obviously fiction but getting like a a clue crossover to true crime murder mystery universe is unique and it's something that like you would have thought by now would have been capitalized on but knives out doing it the way that they have is fascinating first of all and daniel craig is hilarious uh, he really is, and I'm glad that like he's going to be the one constant. Yeah, I I, I mean, he was apart from uh, Anna Darmos and Chris Evans, he was the standout star of that movie, and I feel like this is going to be his transfer away from James Bond and his next big, you know, multi-movie spanning role. Yeah, it is. Like, and Kate Hudson was just announced yesterday via uh, the Hollywood Reporter to be in this. So, like, this cast, like, I don't know how they stack that up for a third movie. Like, how do you go above and beyond if you're going to continue? Like, if you're going to continue the route of, like, Daniel Craig is the one constant in the Knives Out movie universe, and these people are just not going to be back, how do you, like, obviously it's not out. And we have no clue what this movie's going to truly be about. But Knives Out 3, like, who do you want? <laughs> I mean, obviously, we got to go Daniel Craig to start. Of course. Um, let's go. You know, let's, let's continue the MCU theme. We'll get a couple MCU actors in there and then just some, some normal actors. Let's go Hemsworth. Okay. I think he'd be a funny addition to the role. I mean... We've seen his comedic chops as Thor. I think he would totally. do a really good job of that. Um, Elizabeth Olsen, just because she's been killing everything she's been doing recently. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this year. Bradley Cooper? Bradley Cooper. I mean, yeah, we can go with him. Uh, and that's the three from the MCU, so let's let's move on here. Give me Davi um, from the Hamilton universe, give me Davi Diggs. He's really funny. Too. He is I mean, amazing. He, yeah. Let's see. Uh we got him. Um if you want to go like music star. Oh, yeah. Uh or some give me John Cena. <laughs> I feel, yes. Because that's another Batista connection. There I feel you like go. that'd be really funny. Music star? Why not? Her new album just came out. Let's put Olivia Rodrigo in Knives Out Three. Yeah, why not? Why not? That'll draw or, uh, that'll draw the crowd like the, the crowd that they're not tapped into yet. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be a good choice. I mean, if you want to go comedy, Bill Burr. Um could you imagine Bill? Glover. Could you imagine Bill Burr in the Knives Out universe? <laughs> he would be great, but if you imagine getting Childish Gambino, very true. He would, he would kill it. I mean, J Cole's playing basketball now. Why? What says he can't come into a movie? Exactly. Exactly. Um. Who else? I mean. There, there's. It feels like the way that they're doing this because it is Netflix and they threw the bag at Knives Out. Like it seems like whoever they want, they're gonna get. Yeah, they they can pick anyone and they'll just automatic contact right there. Which is going to be fascinating. Uh, also releasing on Disney Plus in fall of 2022 via Bette Midler herself, Hocus Pocus two. Ooh. It's coming oh, to yeah. Disney Plus. Very excited about that. Um and I think we should just end on Loki because that's where we're we're heading in our MCU breakdowns. Uh recently, just a couple days ago, Tom Hiddleston is officially credited as a producer on Loki. Yeah. And just give it to me now. Honestly, why, why do we have to wait? It why? is... This show, I think, is going to help shape the the moving forward of the MCU forever. Yeah. I think this is going to be their best way of keeping continuity. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's coming on Wednesdays now instead of Fridays. They updated that. It was initially supposed to come out June 11th was going to be the first day. June 9th is now the updated uh, release date for Loki, which I said, I think, obviously it's different streaming platforms. I don't think they wanted Loki to come out the same day as In the Heights. Smart. I, yeah, I think they, they, definitely want to they wanted its own like premiere day, and they didn't want anything to be taken away from it. And there are different factions that would be watching both, us included, but I think they wanted their own day for Loki and everybody knows In the Heights is getting hyped up as much as it is June 11th is its date and so now Loki will be coming out on Wednesdays which will be moving our Loki breakdowns to Thursdays which Marvel Monday will now switch to like time travel Thursday or something like that with Loki uh, we'll think of a name Ooh, TVA Thursdays TVA thir- there it is TVA Thursdays um, but the the trailers and everything we've been getting from Loki are super exciting. 
Miss Minutes, the animated clock character, it sounds like she's going to be voiced by Tara Strong, which is super exciting to have Tara Strong one way or another coming into the MCU. Uh, An absolute legend in the voiceover game. And like we said, this show obviously renewed for season two. I think it's going to be an ongoing series until Tom Hiddleston just doesn't want to do it anymore. I agree. And I don't think he's going to want to stop doing it because he seems like he's been having fun with it. Yeah, like Loki started off as that villain and then turned into the anti-hero, everybody loves him character. And I think that like just boosted Tom Hiddleston's like, not ego, but he loves that he's that lovable anti-hero. Yeah. And I'm just, they're going to dive into conspiracy theories in this show that have not been touched in forever. Um, Like the DB Cooper plane hijacking, I think is hilarious if they go the route that like Loki was responsible for this. I think that's going to be hilarious. If like he's responsible for DB Cooper, if he's responsible for, Pompeii, which we see uh, in the trailers, a whole bunch I mean, of different things. If it was Agatha all along, was it actually Loki? <laughs> like Loki, like we're gonna get so many different facets of Loki too that uh, it's a show that you're gonna have to pay attention to wholeheartedly and in depth if you want to understand what's going on. Because time travel alone is difficult to understand. People that watch Tenet know that. Um, this is a show that you're going to have to be locked in phone is down and you're, you're gluing your eyes to the screen. That's why you need tomahawk shades. Yep. Which, which conspiracy theory that hasn't been announced. Do you want Loki to dive into? Ooh, let's see. I want to see Loki behind the assassination of JFK. I've heard a lot of people talk about that which would be very interesting and would be uh, an invited yet don't know if Disney would do it. Yeah. But but it'd be still fun. It would be very interesting. Just like, a, no, not even like as a, a one of the main focal points of the series. Just make it like a throwaway gag. You yeah. Know, like, like he was there. Dallas, 1964. That or 1965. And uh, then you just cut to, like, Loki in an apartment, like, ooh, Whoops. sorry. <laughs> Whoopsie. Um, I, I'm, it's, it's dark, but I hope they dive into Loki and Amelia Earhart. I, I hope they do, too. That'd be cool. Like, Amelia Earhart is just chilling in this different universe because Loki messed up the time. Yeah, it timeline. is like. Uh, just cut to her and like cut to her on nowhere. Imagine like that, and it's like, how did I get here? Yeah, it would be there. There's gonna be a lot that I think they dive into, especially since it looks like it's gonna be an ongoing series, uh, and there's so many different things that the timeline could be messed up from from Loki. So I'm super pumped for Loki. Like I said, our breakdowns of Loki will be starting. We'll be recording them day of that night. June 9th and every Wednesday night and they'll be up for you in the podcast feed on Thursdays. We'll also be delivering either 
weekend or early week episodes like this where we break down the news that's coming out about different shows and movies. Also, Ryan the Last Dragon is coming to Disney Plus June 4th. It'll be available finally off of Premiere Access. So we'll be breaking down a whole episode. We'll be watching that. I've heard nothing but phenomenal things about that movie. So we'll definitely be diving into Ryan the Last Dragon. Uh, when Black Widow comes out, we'll be paying to watch that because we've waited long enough for Black Widow. Uh, we'll be doing a breakdown of that and a whole bunch of other things that come out. So that's why you got to be following us on social at streamer SZN on Twitter and Instagram. That's where you can stay up to date with everything we're doing uh, in the TV movie world on your favorite streaming platform. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Follow Harrison at HarryGK83. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know what you want us to watch. We want to hear from you guys. Give us your input. If you leave us a five-star review with a movie or a show that you think we need to be watching, need to be discussing, it'll be moved right to the front of the line. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. And, of course, you can check us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, iHeartRadio. We're there. Check us out. Be a friend. Tell a friend. And uh, we'll be back sometime next week doing something very similar to this. Leading into Loki, I'm sure we're going to get a shit ton more news about different movies and shows coming to streaming platforms and that are already on there. Um, so can't wait. And hopefully you guys enjoy these these midweek episodes because I think it's going to be a lot of fun to give you guys the news as well as whatever the hell we're watching because there's a shit ton of shows we're watching uh, at the moment. So get ready for a, a loaded summer of streamer season right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Thank you to our sponsors, Tomahawk Shades, Manscaped, and Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. All three websites, same promo code. Tomahawk Shades, you get 25% off your order at checkout with promo code USP. Manscaped.com, you get 20% off free shipping and a big old thank you from your balls. And Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, you get 10% off the one liter bottles of vodka at statesidevodka.com. Promo code USP. Must be 21 or older to purchase. And of course, please drink responsibly. We'll catch you guys later next week, but until then, keep on streaming.